Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Tonight, uh, it's just me, Fortuan, and co-host Pan. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastically. I'm going to drone on for about five or six minutes since we're missing Morgan. We're uh, Everybody's going to be sad and missing his monologue. But no, I'm not actually <laughs> going to do that. Every, everyone misses uh, Morg's how you're doing turns into how was everything that happened this week. Tell me about your week, Morg. <laughs> But uh, I'm doing fantastic. Yesterday I got paid for a shitload of overtime. I think I had like, I, I had close to 20 hours of overtime on that paycheck. And it feels good. Yeah, more towards that computer. That beefy PC. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, um, we got the final bills for my surgery a couple months ago. And now the, the computer's on the back burner, sadly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. America. Well, I mean, it was being extreme pain or getting oh, yeah. a computer, I guess. So. Well, yeah. I mean, no, it, it like I, I had to have a surgery. I had a surgery, so you know. Yeah. We're not surprised. But no, I'm I'm doing great. I'm happy in a good mood. Uh, how are you? I am okay. Um, <laughs> it is. It has not been great. It has not been bad. Just tired. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't really want to get into it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. You don't gotta. Uh, uh, so, uh, alright. So, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, games that we've been playing since this deluge of Monster Hunter stuff has come out. Between the movie, Monster Hunter Rise, Fatalis... Um, the, uh, spooky event has started Thursday. I have not played though. Um, ever since finishing crown hunting and the couple times I killed, well, five ish times I killed Fatalis, my desire to play the game has dwindled to nearly zero. So. Got to charge back up before Rise comes out. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, I mean, I'm excited for Rise, but it, it is, it has caused... It has caused this phenomenon that I have with gaming, and I don't know if you have this, Pan, but this is something I go through. I'm really excited for a game, so I want to play things to sort of get ready for that game, but they never feel good enough, so I end up burning through or switching a lot of games, playing a lot of games when I'm excited for something else. Uh, a lot of different games. Um, um, I'm I sorry, Fortuan, I'm going to have to interrupt you for just a sec. Uh, something sure. just came up, and I will be right back. Okay. Okay, so you're going to hear the audio where my husband just said, never mind, don't sweat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, sorry, <laughs> listeners, hopefully this will all get edited out, but you were going on about how, like, you want to play similar games, and then you just burn through a lot of similar games. Kind of, yeah, or or, or I just, like, I, I get into this, like, uh, this gaming rut where I'm just, like, I don't feel like playing anything, or if I do, I finish it so fast that I'm just, like... All right, what's next? Like, I don't, I end up not sticking to things very long. Is that, does that happen to you? Um, there are a few times where I get that way. Um, in the lead up to uh, Story of Seasons coming out on Switch, I actually tried to play and have fun with like a lot of very similar titles. Yeah. And I just yeah. kind of, I just kind of ended up frustrated that none of them were Story of Seasons. That makes sense. And that, that game was fun for the amount I played it, but I eventually just petered out. 
a lot quicker than you did on that one, for sure. Yeah, and like, and the thing is, like, Story of Seasons, it was a game that I just absolutely loved back in the day, and then they remade it and made a bunch of quality of life updates, so, like, mm-hmm. I was the audience for that game. Yeah. And I'm not offended that you didn't like, that you, you weren't like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it just fine. But then, uh, you know, it eventually sunk in. It was like, I'd rather just be playing something else. So I did. And <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, that's fair. Um, well, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, or maybe I mentioned this with some other people. I have not only uh, played, I've probably played about 10 or 12 games in the past three weeks. Um I will say that I have finished six of them and played to what I would ever care to play of ten ten of them. So what I mean by finished and then another two that I was just like, I'm not going to finish this. Okay. Um, So (laughs) I've gone through a lot of games. I... As you may have surmised from the 20 hours of overtime I had on my most recent paycheck. Yeah. I have not had a lot of time. And uh, I have not played as many games as you, but I'm happy to listen and comment a little. And uh, I have one game that I've been playing that I'm ready to talk about and try to sell people on because I think it's adorable. Okay. Well, um... I want to talk about the few on the Switch that I played and other platforms because I'll forget those as I go along because they're not in sure. front of me. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about is Bulletstorm. Have you heard about this game, Pan? I think... Did did our pal Jesse review that? It it was from 2012. So... Okay, no, 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 no. no okay, no, there's, a, there's some Bullet Hell game that he reviewed very recently that he gave like two thumbs up on. Um, it was the, the rhythm, okay, like okay. bullet per minute, bullets per minute, I think. That's BPM. it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm interested in that one. Um, that, that one does look cool. It's on my wish list, but, uh, I haven't, I haven't got into it. So bullet storm, uh, if you remember 2000s, mid 2000s, like, uh, to like 2015, there was a deluge of sort of like gray brown, first-person shooters uh-huh. um bullet storm was a first-person shooter kind of story thing that was supposed to be like a standout of that because um it was supposed to be like fun in a way so you had like bonus points for killing people in certain ways like you got extra points for headshots but then you also got points for like kicking people into a cactus and it was called get pricked uh, I was supposed to have like a game with like quote unquote attitude, right? Okay. I, I, I played it back in the day, and it was kind of cool because you kick people, they go into slow motion, but you don't. So you can just kick someone and sort of suspend them in air for a while and just move on if you need to focus on something else. But the game never grabbed me back then, mostly because like a lot of those games, the protagonist is just sort of like a piece of shit that you can't relate with. Like. Uh huh just an asshole and you're like okay i don't i don't Grr, get it. i'm a gritty white male yes with exactly. a military buzz cut i mean he he has like dreads i think and this or oh my so, god but, but like they see they were trying they were trying too hard to go sort of like 
the other way on specific things, but they still ended up making the same kind of game. Um, but it is kind of fun gameplay wise because you also get this whip and you pull people towards you to get like the trap kills and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And the more crazy the kill, the more points you get and the points is the currency to buy ammo and new guns and upgrades. So like they want you to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, so it ends up kind of being like a pretty okay game. Uh, but I just tuned it out very quickly when I rented it back in 2012. Um, I ended up, uh, and then last year, uh, during the game awards, they announced the Duke of switch edition for Bulletstorm, And we're I'm like, like, okay, well, Duke of switch as in Duke Nukem, like 3d realms, Duke Nukem, like most misogynistic, like <laughs> character that we've had in uh -huh. like video games. I picked it up cause it was $7 on the switch and I was like, I'll try it. And I love it. And, and the thing is like the gameplay was always kind of my thing anyways, but putting Duke Nukem, who has clearly always been sort of like that, that over the top, like action character parody in there, this sort of parodying the kind of like asshole that that original character was made the game 10,000 times better. There's all sorts of lines in there that just crack me up because it's Duke, right? He says a bunch of one-liners. And it's yep. funny because they replaced all of the main character's dialogue with what Duke Nukem would say by the original vo uh, Duke Nukem voice actor um, as well. <laughs> um, and none of the characters acknowledge that he's Duke Nukem because they didn't change any other character's dialogue at all. <laughs> And it makes it so funny because um, there's a there's a point where he sort of gives up telling people that he's not this gray hunter guy or whatever his name like his name's like either Hunter Gray or Gray Hunter like it's it's very unclear when you don't actually see his name said other than you know a couple lines here and there, um, but like he's like eventually one of you assholes will get my name right like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's like there's a there's a particular line there's this uh there's this woman that joins the team later on it's like you and this guy Ishi and Ishi is this uh guy is like a cyborg now to say basically he got blown up and to save his life they made him a cyborg but he's just become that cyborg and he's really pissed because the main character kind of caused the accident and they're supposed to be good friends so, so they're he's, like he's uh he's the guy God what's that guy Deus Ex he's Deus Ex. Yeah, Fuck, kind of. What is yeah. that guy's name? Jensen? Adam Jensen. There you go. I wouldn't have known, but I recognize the name. <laughs> so yeah, you, he's kind of like kind of like Adam Jensen. I mentioned before but you don't get how much my husband him. loves cyberpunk. Oh, okay. And Deus Ex was the last big cyberpunk game. I gotcha. Um I actually have a is it cyberpunk or steampunk? I think it's steampunk game that I'm gonna be talking about later on. Which is unusual for me because that is not my setting but anyways um so yeah uh so you've got ishi who's like totally mad at your main character and like trying to it's actually kind of cool you're kind of like rebuild your friendship through this catastrophe of trying to survive being trapped on this island um and it's it's sort of like a generic plot there's a bomb that's going to go off to wipe the island because the big bad guy 
you know, wanted to kill everybody. It's like a, it's like a weird convoluted story. It's not really boring, but it's just not like, I don't know. It's not like super great either, but like having Duke Nukem in there, say all these lines is just so great. It's like, <laughs> Hey, we got to get over that tunnel over there. And he's like, I know a few tunnels myself. I'm like, Oh Duke, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like ah, oh, like there's you run across the the lady character in, in the uh, in the game, and she's like, "Who the hell are you guys?" He's like, "I'm Duke fucking Nukem," but no one seems to recognize that. <laughs> and he's he like, he says it in that like you know that sort of like deep Duke Nukem voice, like I'm Duke fucking Nukem. <laughs> like, oh gosh, the game, I loved it. Um. It just Duke Nukem turned this game that was sort of like just man I didn't like that much and made it like I loved this game just because of Duke Nukem, um, like the stuff he says just it was just over the top great. There's a point where he's getting uh he's getting your character's getting beat up like someone's on top of you hitting you in the face, and uh, he said uh. He said, like, you gotta do your duty or something like that. And he's like, haha, you said duty. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> just like the way out of context humor on this game just sold it for me. Um, but I played and finished it within like a couple days. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm just burning through stuff because I have time. And of course, it didn't help it was on the Switch. So I was playing it while we were driving to job sites and stuff, too. So. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it though. So if you guys ever see the Duke of Switch edition um, for a Bulletstorm, I, I highly suggest it if you want to see some funny lines and some pretty decent first-person shooter mechanics. Uh, it's single-player only. There's no multiplayer stuff. So it's just like, I mean, seven bucks was a good price for it too. I think it's regular like fifteen right now. Anyways, it's it's super cheap, as far as I remember. That sounds like. The kind of game where back in quarantine, my husband and I probably would have just picked it up so I could like watch him play it for funsies. Yeah, it reminds it's... me of uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Mm. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I never played Blood Dragon, but I'm I'm very well aware of it um, because so many people liked it so much, and I watched a lot of reviews and. Um, it looked pretty awesome, especially the aesthetics and the dinosaurs and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it looked it looked, it looked pretty cool. Um, the other thing on the Switch that I played is, of course, Super Mario All Stars. Um, I don't know if you picked that up, 3D All Stars. Not yet. Um, okay. So the thing is, is actually over the last couple weeks, my husband's been working on a hundred percenting Mario Odyssey. Oh, and I did that a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was fun. And our son has gotten super into watching the Mario show. Like the old one? No, no, one? no. As in he thinks that the that uh, oh. Mario is a cartoon that he gets to watch sometimes when daddy is in the room. Interesting. So, okay. yeah, he thinks he thinks watching Mario Odyssey is some cartoon. And he doesn't know. You know he, he hasn't really figured out what video games are, that, it, that daddy is the one controlling Mario. But so hmm. he likes to sit down in my husband's lap and just watch Mario do stuff while my husband plays Mario. So when Mar yeah. when he hundred percents Mario Odyssey, we're picking it up, but we're not gonna pick it up before he does before he hundred percents Odyssey. I gotcha. 
Um, well, I ended up 100%ing Mario 64 in this time as well. Okay. Um, that is something I do regularly, though. Like, every couple of years, I'll pick it up again and redo yeah. it. Um, not much to say. It feels the same. Uh, apparently, it looks a little better, according to some people on the Switch. Um, whatever. I had a little more trouble with some of the controls at times, but that's about it. Like... <laughs> It wasn't really that bad. Um, there was a world I kept dying in a lot and I normally wouldn't die in. And I can't remember what it was. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. But, like, that was it. Like, I've... I've oh, TikTok Clock. Uh, it's one of the later levels. I think it's... Yeah. Of, of the 15 courses, I think it's number 14. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm vaguely remembering it. I haven't played Super Mario 64 in, like, Maybe ten years. Yeah, this TikTok clock is the one you jump into the clock, and uh -huh. depending on where the, where the minute hand is, is how fast the the platforms yeah. and stuff move. Yeah. Um, I had such a hard time getting the hundred coins on that level, um, because it just it's just rough. Because the red coins, you're supposed to stop the clock, but to get anywhere, you need the stuff moving. So you have to actually get a lot of the red coins while things are moving, and that ended up killing me quite a bit. Um, so I it was it was a little frustrating at that point, but that one's done. <laughs> um, so then uh, I'll move on to the the PC stuff I've been playing. Uh, I picked up and played a little bit of Against the Moon, um, and I will say that I beat it because it is a roguelike in the sense of you do multiple runs um i have completed three runs in this game which includes two campaign runs which are like story mode runs um and you don't like uh it's not until you get to like the end game sort of stuff that it's like a run is finished okay start over you have to do a whole other run the campaign saves your progress before every battle um but I have done a couple non-campaign runs. Um, basically, this is sort of like a mixture of Plants vs. Zombies and um, a roguelike. You do a bunch of battles. You pick which ones you're going to do. And you do a sort of Plants vs. Zombies battle to kill the other side. Um, to, you know, the, there's like a... It's kind of like in Magic the Gathering, there's like a summoner or whatever on the other side that you got to do enough damage in the lane without blockers to do enough damage to them. And they have all sorts of crazy conditions, and there's like different units that's like, hey, it gets powered up for one extra power for every um, like defending creature in this lane. And there's all sorts of like interactions between different creatures and like abilities cost a certain amount of points per turn so you can only summon x amount of like i mean it's 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 pretty standard fare but it was decent it wasn't the greatest it when uh i started doing the streaming i, I don't know if you saw pan I, I i i know you've been doing streaming i have not had time to watch any no it's okay i know you've been busy <laughs> i had put up a thing on twitter that against the moon was one of the options that i was going to play um but it ended up that Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is what got picked um, on Twitter for me to play. So I, I've been playing that. 
Um, but against the moon, since that didn't get picked, I decided to play it on my own and I kind of beat it. I mean, that's one of the ones that I kind of finished and I'm like, I consider it beat. <laughs> I have done okay. several runs. Um, it's okay. It's not the greatest. Um, again, it was on sale. It just came out though. Like it, gosh, when did it, I can actually look, I think it released like last month. Yeah, September 23rd, 2020 is the release date. So it's a fairly new game. Yeah. But, eh, it's okay. Um, This is one of the ones I did not finish, which is Banner Saga. A lot of people say they've really liked this game. It was a big Kickstarter, as far as I remember. Um, roguelike God. slash RTS. Yeah, I remember a lot of people talking about that game. Not RTS. Um, yeah. Tactics like strategy yeah. RPG. There you go. Um, interesting enough story. A little too difficult for my liking. Um, you end up losing a lot of units. They don't die permanently, but they get injured, which reduces their stats for the next X amount of battles. So it makes every battle like just concussively harder. Just like, like, oh yeah, all my units have reduced stats and that kind of stuff. And you have like random stuff that happened during a run also, even in the campaign. So I'm like, okay, I see the appeal, but it is just not, I'm not, I'm probably not going to finish it. <laughs> I'm like halfway through. But I got 17 achievements in it and played it for seven and a half hours, so... I might pick this one up. So I'm really, really into fantasy tactics games. It's not bad. It's just, for me, it's a little too difficult, I, I think. It's a little too stressful on, on like, hey, I made the wrong decision. Now I'm going to pay. Like, yeah, yeah. The battle system is fine. I like the whole, um, there's a lot of difference between sort of like the Jorgar, which are the sort of like horned people. They're like giants and then yeah. humans. Like there's a lot of relations between those people in the stories and then whatever these uh, named bad guys are that everyone's trying to deal with um, that are something The dredge, else. according to uh, Wikipedia, if I'm skimming it correctly. Yeah, the dredge. Um, it's the story stuff is interesting. Uh, the interplay is pretty interesting. And, and the fact that you're not like hey, we're holding down the fort and battling. Like, a lot of it is we are running from the dredge and trying to survive, too. There's a lot of interesting takes on it. Um, I'm just not sure I'm going to finish it. Um, it's just not my speed and not what I'm looking for right now. You know what I mean? Like, I may finish it down the road, but right now it's just sort of, it's just on the back burner. Um... Do you want to play a, talk about your game in between? Because I sure, have a sure, I'll give you, I'll give your voice a break. Um, so yeah. the main game I've been playing lately is Cattails, and uh, that mm -hmm. game is spelled like the plant. In case uh, you know, listeners, you're looking into it, um, and it is basically an RPG where you are a cat. Mm. You uh, the at the start of the game, you are a youngish cat that has been dumped in the si on the side of the highway by your owners, and you've got to learn how to survive in the wild. 
And, uh, yeah, it's an RPG where you're a cat. You got, like, your fighting stat, your foraging stat, your swimming stat, fighting, foraging, and there's one more. God, what's the other one? There's a fourth stat. I can't remember what it is. Hang on. Nope, can't remember. Must not. It, it, I think it's my dump stat. Um, anyways, mm -hmm. so... Oh, hunting. Duh. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and, uh, you gain XP by, like, hunting mice and, uh, by gathering plants and doing tasks for your, uh, colony, because there's, like, a bunch of different colonies that you can join. Um, and I don't know if you ever read the, the Warrior Cats books, but it seems to be extremely inspired by the Warrior Cats books. And it, it kind of plays, it looks a lot like the original Zelda game. There's, like, a ton of stuff to explore. I'm still kind of exploring it. Um, and there's just, like, there's little froggies and birdies and mousies and stuff to hunt. Um, and it's a little bit like, it's a little Stardew Valley-like, where there's, like, there's a whole bunch of cats, other cats, and you can, like, become friends and eventually get married to another cat and have kittens. Haven't got to that part of the game yet, because I keep flip-flopping on which cat I want to marry. Interesting. Um, and eventually, and there's also, like, quests that you're doing for this, like, the cat that, like, helped you, first helped you start off. He's like, hey, can you do some favors for me? And it, as you do these quests, you progress through a story. It's, it's a very light story, but it's still a story. And then after you complete the story, you get to found your own colony. So you're like the fourth, you become like a, a secret fourth faction instead of like one of the three factions. So I just got to that point in the game and I'm having fun with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the trailer for it now without sound. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, it. There are a lot of points where I'm like, man, I wish this game had a little bit more depth. And sometimes some of the hunting mechanics seem a little arbitrary. But um, okay. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's it's on PC and on Switch. I'm going to tell you that Switch seems like the perfect, uh, the perfect system for it. Mm -hmm. And I, I pick it up and play, you know, just a little bit every day. I'll probably mean, play some more later I tonight. Looking at the more like this, RimWorld pops up, so... That's weird. I can see why you like it. No, like, I don't understand why people would be like, more like this, RimWorld, that's weird to me. It's because it's well, very... Well, it says Factario, which I can kind of understand, I guess. Planet Zoo and RimWorld. So it's like weird. a mix of those three. Yeah, see, I would call it more like an adventure RPG, because you're like a single protagonist. Okay. And, uh, yeah... You just, like, wander around and try to do tasks that help out your, your colony of kitties. And you explore the world and hunt hunt frogs and stuff. Hmm. Also, also, there's, like, 9,000 different skins, like, in-game skins you can buy. Like, not buy-buy, but you buy that with, like, in-game currency. And so you can make the cat look, your personal cat look however you want. Hmm. Like, I unlocked this, like, shifting rainbow skin so it looks like a Razor keyboard. <laughs> nice. My brother would appreciate that. And he puts rainbow on everything in Monster Hunter, oh. uh, including his cat. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, my husband's, uh, computer, he's got RGB and, like, every, he's very much the stereotypical PCMR guy who puts RGB in everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, mine is like that because I have two giant graphics cards that glow blue and my oh. motherboard glows red. That's it. Like, that's, yeah, my that's the only reason why I have lights. My husband's fans glow rainbow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his desk looks like looks like uh, a nightclub on ecstasy. So I guess a regular nightclub. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, boy. I've I've been playing Cattails. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's not a very deep RPG. Um, and okay. it's it's just a cute little adventure game. You know you're. You know, your older girl might like it. It's it's a very quaint little game. I would not pay sixteen dollars mm-hmm. for it. I think that's the asking price. I happened to get it on sale during like a, a Switch sale, or and I also had like a bunch of coins saved up, so I got it for like four bucks. Okay. All right. Well, um, so I've also gone back to a few games, um, including Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, which is going back. They haven't changed much in the game. Um, and Pan, you had talked about wanting to get this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. It's still a great game. Um, I am skipping a lot of the story when I'm streaming it. Um, because, I mean, it's not that the story's bad. It's that I've already heard it. And I still remember it from 2012 or whatever it was that I played it. Um, so not a big deal for me to, to skip the story, but the funny thing is they have introduced new bugs to this game. <laughs> um, so during the stream, there was a point where the camera dipped below the ground and got stuck and wouldn't go up through the floor. <laughs> so I was looking at sort of like a bottom up view, like if you're in like a glass like ceiling looking at the feet of your protagonist like for a while. That was disorienting. Uh, Thankfully, I did not die because of that. (laughs) Um, A couple other like weird like camera glitchy bugs uh, and that kind of stuff. I got stuck somewhere once and I've never been stuck in the the time I played it on uh, PS3. Um, so it's actually a lot more buggy, but it's still really fun. So I highly recommend it. Uh, it's been fun hanging out with Morg and some other people, uh, who've been chatting to me during the stream. Um, someone actually took a clip of me dying at one point on the game. Cause I was like, I'm not going to win this fight. I got to run. And I went run away. And then like a, like a, like a, uh, following, like a heat seeking missile hit me in the back and killed me like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and they took a clip of me dying real quick. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, then another one I've gone back to, and I say lightly, is World of Warcraft. I've started playing that a little bit again. Uh-oh. Now, this came up because I've kind of reco- I've been reconnecting with a lot of people from high school lately. Uh, and they all play WoW. My oh, uh, okay, okay. Buds. So I am lightly dipping my toes back into it. So after 
um, playing some magic uh, online, of course, through cameras with uh, my brother and some of his friends, which, gotta be honest, I did not enjoy. It was, my brother got eliminated pretty early, and it was two against one, for even though it's supposed to be a free-for-all for most of the night, because they were like, hey, Cham is the threat here, and I'm like, but I'm just, okay. So, like, four hours, I, li- I kid you not, four hours for one game of magic last night, and I was pretty... It, yep. it was two against one. Ugh, hated it. But uh, after that, I hopped on with my my uh, good old buddy. Uh, we played Warcraft together, um, sort of just going through some new characters. They've changed up a lot of things to get like a character up. I don't know if you knew, followed anything, Pan, but they scrunched the levels down. Max level's 50 again. So Yeah, yeah. so you're playing Classic. Uh, no. No. No, no, no! This is this is standard Warcraft. Oh, They've okay, okay. So they squished the okay. levels. No, I didn't know about so, that. Yeah, um, I don't have a lot of stock in playing classic because I never played classic. I when I started playing was Burning Crusade, so I don't really have a lot of um, fondness for that era of Warcraft because I didn't play in that era of Warcraft. Um, and I didn't really get that far at that time. It wasn't until the later expansions that I that I hit max level. Okay, now, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, like, the heyday of it for me was uh, Lich King and Cataclysm. Yeah. So, so what they have done, Pan, is you complete the tutorial area that gets you to level 10. And then they give you, like, optional quests of, here you go. Now go quest in whichever expansion you like. And ah. if you go through that expansion, I what I from what I understand, you will hit max level going through the quest lines of that expansion. That's very interesting. So I have started going through Battle for Azeroth, which is the newest one, uh-huh. which two which came out two years ago. I had lightly played two years ago to play with people I worked with at Honda. And um that is also exactly when my life fell apart with the divorce and stuff not to get too personal but i no longer could afford to play at that time so i had to drop it but i had enough money to get every expansion so i was like i wanted to play that expansion because i wanted to see what it was like so i am playing through battle of azeroth expansion that quest line but like i and it's crazy they did all sorts of crazy stuff like um your trades or you know your smithing and that kind of stuff you have to learn like here is um lich king uh mining here is this expansion mining because they all had different ores so you actually have to if you want to create recipes from that that expansion you actually have to learn those different recipes and stuff for crafting and stuff i thought that was cool because it could just be like okay i just feel like grinding out some you know like a burning crusade smithing today like or going to another expansion and do this and like it's become a lot more friendly i would say uh than it was before um, but granted, this is on my experience of, of playing approximately four hours, and I'm on a free account, unquote unquote, um, because it's free to play until level twenty. So I am like level fifteen on my character, 
and I am planning I am actually planning on re-upping my subscription, but I already have every expansion on my account because of that two years ago. So just upping my subscription will allow me to get the full content after that. You know. So we'll see. Uh but this is mostly just to play with some old high school buddies. Um so yeah, so I, I dipped into that as well. Um uh, one, one other game that I played that was not, it was not, it's not a new game. I had never played it before, but I don't have a lot to say about it is Ziggurat. This is one of the ones, another roguelike that I did a couple runs and I succeeded and I was like, okay, I'm just done. Um, first person shooter where you're a mage and you pick up spell books and stabs and stuff and shoot your energy as like the bullets or whatever Yep. for a first person shooter. Yeah. I'm looking at and, the, the Wikipedia page. It's um it's it's decent enough, but after two completed runs, I was done. Like there was nothing else to see, so eh, it's okay. Uh, it it was entertaining while I was playing it. Um, and then again, stepping back into things I've played before, uh, I also started replaying Diablo one with my brother, and then we're gearing up to also play Diablo two. So I was like, I, I'm just going back through the old Diablo games, which I love very much. But, oh man, Diablo 1 is a slog. <laughs> We've had to restart our saves. Not our saves, but our like uh, our, our realm worlds or whatever. My brother and I's games several times. Because it's like, okay, it is too tough to progress. we got to start over, grind some more, see if we get better this time. Start over, grind some more. I think we are in instance 7 of us playing together like seventh save or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are into the caves, which is halfway through the game. <laughs> I still die a lot. Cause I'm the wizard and he is the warrior. I still die a lot. We had a, we had an instance where these, these monsters that go invisible, it looks like they teleport, but the, what really happens is they go invisible and walk up to you and start hitting you. And then if you hit them a little too much, they'll run away and go invisible. Um, they'll just appear beside me, three or four of them, stun lock me and kill me out of nowhere. They'll just walk around my brother and kill me. And I'm just like, God, what? Why? <laughs> I like, I don't have a lot of defense against them because like I, my spells take too long to wind up uh, unless I kind of like halfway predict they're in front of me. So that's been frustrating. Um but yeah, so when we finished Diablo 1, which, I mean, it's only going to be one playthrough. It's only 15 floors, and we're on floor 9, I think. I mean, I I played a lot of that game before. Uh, then we're going to move on to Diablo 2, which gets me into what I've been playing more so and I'm really enjoying is Torchlight 3. Um, and Torchlight is made by the people who made Diablo 1 and 2. Um, Blizzard North broke off a of blizzard and became the people a lot of them did not all of them uh became the people to do torchlight and i've not enjoyed torchlight one i'm mediocre on torchlight two but i love torchlight three and what sold me on this was i watched a review by Riker, which is a guy i watch for a lot of uh like uh i know pan you're not into the the diablo genre stuff but he's really big on arpgs does a lot of news for arpgs so he did a review on torchlight three and um what drew me to this is the fact that 
it is it is not um your usual steampunk kind of stuff it's like one of the class one of the characters you play as is straight up like i am a steam-powered warrior like sentient suit of armor i was like okay that's kind of cool not really my thing but what got me is there's a class called the conductor and he's a big dude with a giant two-handed hammer that your pet, like it's like a pet build, is a train that you lay tracks for and has like turrets on it and shoots the enemies. So you hit enemies with your hammer while your pet train hits the enemies. And there's actual tracks and stuff you build. And like there's a bunch of like train themed stuff with him. And it's so fun. It is so like I can't I can't get over the fact that I'm escorting a train around in this ARPG. Say, that, that sounds very silly. That it, it is. Just, it makes I me think it. of that. There's this GIF from Wallace and Gromit that gets used a lot. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like where the dog is on like the speeding little toy train. And he's just frantically laying down tracks, trying to keep the, them just barely ahead of the train. Yes. Yeah, it's a very cartoony thing. Yes. <laughs> Um, you actually end up not having to lay the tracks yourself. It's just implied that he does, I guess. Um, so you still get to act like a normal character and fight things, but the train follows you and like all of the abilities for one. So so everyone has, it's, it's complicated, but every class has two trees that deal specifically with their class. And one of them is dealing with your hammer. And the other one is dealing with the train. I have completely ignored the dealing with the hammer and gone fully on the train. One of the abilities is called ghost train. You literally summon a ghost train. It just flies by and knocks enemies. away. <laughs> I love it. It is so fun and silly. And I think that's what this game needed. Cause it, it's kind of, it's always been silly, right? The torchlight series has always been a little silly, but there's just, it's, it's, it's done enough silly now that I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Whereas it took itself a little too seriously in one and two. Um, but it does all sorts of cool things that I've liked in all the other games. But this one, they did it even better is you have pets too. So a lot of times what happens in these games, pan, I know again, you don't play a lot of these Diablo like games, but you pick up a lot of loot and you're like, Oh crap. I got to go sell it all. Go back to town. Right. The pets, you can, give everything to your pet, send your pet off to town. It'll sell the stuff for you and come back so it can clear your inventory without having to go back to town. Yeah, I get that. I've played um, enough Skyrim to understand that utility. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, Skyrim would have that too. Um, So, and and, you know, these Diablo-like RPGs, I mean, that's kind of what it is, picking up loot constantly. And um, loot that you want, maybe. Um, but like, it's, it's really fun. I actually probably will stick with this game for quite a while and probably try out the other classes, but the conductor is what sold me on it. I was like, I get to drive a train around and then the ghost train. I love the ghost train so much. It's so funny. And it's just like, it sounds like a, like a train. It's like sort of like distant, like a ghost or something. When you use it too, it's like, (laughs) it just knocks things away and kills them and stuff. It's so fun. Um, then I only have one more game to talk about. And this one, I, th- now I, I remember you talking a little about this. Was Steve a big fan of the dark soul stuff? Uh, yes. He's not hardcore, but yeah, he does like dark souls. He's into it. Okay. There is a dark souls esque 
game. So it's in, in the same sort of genre called Elderborn that I played recently. And I this is one of the games that I finished. I burned through in nine hours, exactly. It took me nine hours to beat it. Um, so And it wasn't really that expensive. Uh, I think it was 30 bucks for like the collector's edition. Um, so not, not that bad in my brain. Um, you play as a male or a female barbarian. Uh, you get to pick. You don't get to pick what they look like, but because they have cutscenes with them and stuff. Um, it is sort of going through this like trial or something like this, like spirit quest almost. And you got to basically kill a bunch of things and get to the end. Yeah. And you kill things and gather their essence. And that's how you level up. Um, but it sort of mixes it with um, games that I like, like Doom or something where it's it's more like a modern doom in execution because it's a first person game, um, but with melee weapons. So that's a little awkward. So, but I yeah, I'm reading about this now. Um, uh, the the description, the Steam page on it keeps saying it is metal as fuck. Uh, yes, I'm quoting the Steam <laughs> page here. Um, yeah, um, now, they do say I, that a I lot. Question. So here's the thing. Whenever. I question when people say things are metal because uh, metal is so wide. They can mean anything from like ACDC to like Doom Metal to like Dragon Force. And so while I am very intrigued by the metal soundtrack and I'm not listening to, I don't have sound on because it will bleed over into the podcast. But I, yeah. I'm curious about the uh, the soundtrack here because if it's, if the uh, soundtrack is basically the sort of like late 80s uh early 90s thrash or british new wave heavy metal that like my husband and i are both into like jesus this game looks like perfect for my husband (laughs) um i will say um i am not very versed in metal you know that the only the only ones i have purposely purchased was windrose and even then i still only like a few songs from them I ended up getting everything everything from their album. I was like, I just mostly just like the initial songs I liked. That sucks. But <laughs> but uh, um, I was going to describe it as thrash metal. Okay. Take that with a grain of salt because I do not know metal that well. That's fine. Um, um, but no, I'm going to look into this. Uh, since it, it says it is a... Uh, one of the things on the Steam page says that it's an homage to like '80s and '90s pop. Yes. Then uh, I'm hopeful. Yeah, because... the aesthetic reminds me a lot of Conan. Yeah. The Barbarian. Yeah, yeah that, that's ob- Yeah, that's very obvious. Looking at this, yeah. 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 Um, the gameplay is really cool. I normally don't like Souls games because, in my opinion, a lot of times they have shit gameplay. Uh. And, yeah, I know, a lot of people aren't going to like me for that, but I really don't like the sort of, like, jankiness that is the combat system that people just seem to like for some reason. Um, I like Demon Souls, but that felt crisper to me than Dark Souls did. Uh, and I, I don't know, even even Bloodborne kind of felt not very smooth to me. Um, it didn't feel like... I don't know. I, I felt like I, I couldn't tell what was going to flinch something and what was going to hurt them. It was just not everything was very clear. Was, the combat felt muddy. Um, this feels very, very crisp. 
and I love the fact that um, they added in a kick. So, like, the kick is very useful for opening up, like, they tell you, like, hey, shield's up, kick them so they can knock their shield away and stuff. But you can just straight up kick people off of ledges and cliffs and kill them, too. Um, so, uh, and they also give you, like, if you put st- certain amount of stats into certain uh, certain abilities, which, you know, Dark Souls, it's, like, strength, endurance, vitality, will, magic, like, I mean, a bunch of RPG stuff. And this one, it's only strength, speed, and vitality. Those three. And if, once you unlock enough points in certain attributes, you get special moves or special abilities and stuff. And one of the strength ones is you get to do a rush attack for the where, uh, if you hold in the kick button that does like a rush kick that knocks things pretty far. So if we came like, okay, I'm just going to wait around in this battle till my kick, this rush kick recharges and kick him off the cliff. Like, like it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, there's weapons that block. There's weapons that um, counter and, like, all sorts of... And then you got to switch weapons on the fly, which is what made me feel more like Doom because different weapons suit different ability, uh, di- different situations. And there's a radio wheel for the different weapons. And you get to, like... You get to switch between weapons pretty quickly. I will say this game is short, but I loved it. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, if people like a first-person games and b if you're looking for a different kind of Souls game, um, this kind of fit both for me. Uh, I will say that Mortal Shell that I played a couple months ago was a little bit more of that Dark Souls feeling, but this is like action dark souls and i like it a lot because of that so yeah that is that is the cavalcade of games that i've been playing these past couple weeks um currently it is diablo wow and uh um torchlight 3 is what i've mostly been playing so uh, yeah yeah so i just looked up uh or i i just uh listened to a couple of clips from the elderborn ost it sounds mm-hmm. wonder the Elderborn uh, soundtrack. I I looked up the OST mm-hmm. on Steam, uh, YouTube, not Steam. Uh, yeah, it's right up my alley. Um, so I just I sent a message. Awesome! I recognized a kind of metal. Yeah, you did. Good job. Um, yeah, it sounds very uh very reminiscent of uh of Megadeth, Metallica, the the good years of Metallica. That is pre Black Album. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh, so actually. Most of Metallica, Metallica's albums are good. It's just that they lost a lot of grit uh, at at that point in the Black album. But like that's a, that's a debate for another time, and I'm sure I'm pissing off somebody by saying this. Well, I am not qualified to comment yeah. on that, so you are safe but, with me. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyways, it sounds a lot like uh, early uh, early Metallica and Megadeth. Um, I sent a message to my husband. You'll probably hear the clack clacking of my keyboard when you. Listen to this, listeners. Um, but yeah, he uh, he says he will check it out if he ever finishes grading tests. Yeah. He's, he's literally been grading tests all day. Poor guy. Uh, but yeah, um, this sounds super cool. Uh, he's probably going to be super into it. Um, yeah, thank you. That's a really solid recommendation. Uh, I... Uh... 
I am really happy. I'm lo looking at some of the achievements I got, which wasn't a lot uh, in my first playthrough. And it does the same thing. It has a new game plus when you finish it and makes it harder. So, I mean, I didn't do that, but um, I like the idea. Just through the achievements, there are four references to Doom and other things that I like uh, already in the achievements. The first one you get... Acquire complete knowledge of the game's basics. So basically finish a tutorial. Can I play Daddy? Which is the first difficulty of Wolfenstein 3D. Um, the, the name of the first difficulty. Then there's This is Elderborn. Make Leonidas proud. Kill 300 enemies. Um, <laughs> Knee Deep in the Dead. Finish the first chapter of Elderborn. Knee Deep in the Dead is the name of Doom Episode 1. Uh, so Doom 1, Episode 1. And then Doom Slayer, which is, you know, the name of the Doom guy. Uh, kill 999 adversaries. So, like, the the flavor of this game hit on a lot of levels for me. Um, I'm not big into metal myself, but I like a lot of that aesthetic in games and stuff. Uh -huh. Just the, the music didn't... I don't know. The music's fine for me. Actually, I think the music fits very well. So that's the thing. is like, I love Doom's uh, Doom's metal music that it has with it. Oh, yes. But I probably wouldn't listen to that on its own. Yeah. I just I like it for wh what it is with the game, and I think it's the same with Elderborn here. Um, oh, yeah. No. Like I said, um, the only... Yeah, Doom... The Yeah, the new Doom's uh, soundtrack is actually like some pretty good just standalone metal. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of people say that BFG Division is is really good for metal, which I I agree. But I'm not a metal fan, so I won't. You're not a really connoisseur. Have a lot to say, yeah. So I wouldn't have a lot of grounds. I do know that my youngest daughter Emery does like to headbang to BFG Division. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's us us rambling on about things we've been playing during all this Monster Hunter news. Um, we'll see about the WoW stuff. I would never got really hit hard by WoW like other people did. I've always played it sort of casually in my own description, despite the, some, some words said about casualness earlier this week. Oh yeah. Um, I saw, I saw some of that <laughs> and I was like, uh, I mean, you're going to, yeah. you're probably going to have to chop this out, this part out for it. <laughs> No, that's all I'll say on it. I think that's safe. Um, but I will say that I've never really went deep on the world of Warcraft like a lot of people. But my buds who that I will be playing, have been playing with a little bit, did. So we're actually talking about, you know, getting heroics and stuff, you know, whenever we get the time. So it might be like a Friday night game kind of uh -huh. thing for me. Yeah. Who knows? I, I was never really deep into it either. I mean, also, I... I was literally the the stereotypical girl who plays WoW. I was a blood elf hunter. Mm. I don't know if you knew the stereotype, but yeah, like all blood elves are probably girls, but especially the blood elf hunters. Oh, I did not know that was a stereotype. I, I did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I had a I, I t there's this like quest. Uh, you get. I, I don't know if you played Horde or Alliance. I played Horde okay. exclusively. Okay, yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's this quest in Crossroads, I think, out in the, ba in mm -hmm. the Barrens. Yeah, uh, in the Barrens, Where yep. there's this white lion, uh, Echiyaki, I believe is its name. 
and I tamed that. Yes. And that was that was my that was my pet for the longest time. His name was El Blanco. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. I uh I was fatuated with the devil sores in in Guru Crater. Of course. So I had a devil sore. Yeah. Uh, for a pet when you could later on, you used to not be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. You had to. Yeah, you had to take like a suit. As like at one point when I was playing, you had to take like some sort of prestige feat or whatever to be able to tame yeah. devil sores. Well, they've. Uh, I don't. I know you haven't been back in a long time, but uh, they've added like um super like uh like upgraded forms of the races that you can yeah, unlock yeah um, I, heard about that. I was unaware of that i'm a big tauren fan i love the taurens yep um mostly because they're very native american-ish yeah so that cat that's i kind of identify with that very well so uh, then i was like oh the the high mountain taurens have elk horns Oh okay. yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I'm into this. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm interested in unlocking those. And my friend was telling me how to do that last night. And then also they have like a little tiny fox people that are part of the horde now. Yeah, the yeah, like fennec foxes. Yeah, I'd heard about them. Yeah, so I was like, okay, and that's what my friend likes to play. So I'm like, there's a lot more like customization and stuff to this game. Yeah. So I they recently I'm allowed colored people as far uh oh god that sounded horrible. They let you be not white. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing I've been seeing on Reddit is that they let you be a person of color. That's what I was trying to say. Oh my god, I can't believe this. <laughs> let me die. <laughs> Kill me. Oh, I think people understand where you were going. That's with what I was <laughs> I haven't even had that uh, much alcohol. I've had a beer, a beer. <laughs> I have had nothing to drink. I know. Not even my my root beer. I've I've been without water to this podcast, so oh, I don't man. know why I did that to myself. Yeah, because usually oh, usually you can like sneak off and go get a drink while like we're while like me and Morg or you and Morg are on a tear. One of us can the third person can sneak off and get something to drink. Yeah. I, I was kind of sad that Morg was like, ah, I can't do it tonight. And I was like, are you just saying that? Because you just only can talk about Monster Hunter. But now it's, I understand he probably does feel bad. Because like, he, he's been working long hours too. Yeah. And uh, the project at my uncle's is done as far as I know. So I shouldn't be near as tired as I've been this week. I mean, to the point where, like I, 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 was, telling, uh, I was telling my friend yesterday. At a point in where I'm in the shower after being at my uncle's. And like coughing and sneezing out mud, like <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's the grossest thing ever. I hate it. That took it out of me. And of course, you know, Monday we're going to go back to remodeling that house that we're flipping. So that's fun. My my days are filled with physical labor now, since there's not a lot of programming work to do for the business. <laughs> uh. Oh, well. So, yeah, um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'll probably think of a more themed episode. Um, like another, like, one, maybe not one of our top tens that we did for a long time, but something something a little bit more themed discussion to sort of get back in the swing. I don't really see a lot of Monster Hunter news coming out soon um, with the October, you know, like, I don't, I don't think we're going to see a lot of information come out till January. 
as far as Rise is concerned. Yeah. So, I think we're we're probably not going to have a lot of... Mo- Although, we will have a movie discussion. Are you going to watch the Monster Hunter movie, Pan? Um, I think so. It's it's getting released on streaming services, right? You can... No, unfortunately, it says theaters only release. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. A lot of people aren't going to see it because of that. No, for um, multiple reasons. understandable. For multiple reasons. Before the COVID times, the last movie I had seen before the in theaters before the COVID was Endgame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I don't go to movie theaters. I have a two-year-old. I have to pay a babysitter. I understand yeah. that. So, the way I... Now... Also take this with a grain of salt because it's part of my failing marriage that I didn't realize it. I started going to the movies by myself when I was married. Oh, no. Fuck going to so the movies the... by myself, too. <laughs> no, no. I actually enjoyed it. Okay. That was the that was the thing, too. Like, um, there was a point where uh, my ex was pregnant with my first kid. And we had planned to go out to dinner, like on a date, and then watch the Godzilla 2014. Right? And my kid was born in 2014, so obviously she's very pregnant. Uh, it's summer, and, you know, my kid was born in October. So um, she's very pregnant, you know, very much showing, so obviously very tired and that kind of stuff, too. And she's like, I can't make it to the movie. Like, I'm just so beat. And I was, like, I was super disappointed because I was like, I really want to see Godzilla. Like, you have no idea. I love Godzilla so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ended up. So what I ended up doing is uh, I was like, are you okay with me just dropping off at home? I'll just go watch it by myself because where I used to live was like under two minutes away from like a rave theater. And, um, she was like, you know, no, it's fine. I'm just probably going to take a nap or something. She's like, go, go, go watch it. Go watch it. And I was like, cool. So I went and watched it by myself and it was like me, a one other guy who was by himself and another, the other guy who was by himself. So three dudes there separately have nothing to do with each other. It was the best movie experience of my life. Because <laughs> we were just like shooting shit. I didn't even know these people. We were just shooting the shit with each other before the, the movie. And then during the movie, we were just making fun of certain things. Like all three of us. It was so good. <laughs> and then I just started going to movies by myself after that. So I saw stuff like I saw La La Land by myself. I saw, which is a musical. I don't know why I did that, but I did that. Um... Oh man, I can't. I can't even remember all the stuff I saw by myself. Um, Le- Le- Lego Ninja Movie, I saw that by myself. Lego Batman, um, which is freaking hilarious. But yeah, like all these movies I saw by myself, and then I hadn't seen a lot after the divorce because then I became a single parent, so I didn't have a lot of time to go to the movies. Um. So yeah, then that kind of died down, but then eventually I was able to go again during the week. So then COVID. If if they put but, it out on a streaming service, I will uh, I will pay like whatever the ten bucks or whatever it is to watch it. Um, but no, I'm not. I, I do not plan on going to a movie theater. I actually don't even know if there are any like. So there's one company that owns all the movie theaters in here in Lincoln, and mm. they are closed. They opened for like two weeks, and then uh, there were so few people who came that they were like, well, it's not profitable. We are firing all our employees and closing until this is over. Jeez. Yeah. Holding out the... Jeez. Okay. Um, I do not know. Um, I think that 
uh, I do plan on watching this, and if it has to be physical, which I think it does, I will probably still be watching it because I have been out yeah. and about. Not, not irresponsibly. I mean, I still wear a mask and that kind of stuff. I mean, heck, I stopped going to the magic card shop. Yeah, no, no, it's it's not so. a it's not a. I'm worried about getting the COVID. I just hate movie theater experiences ever since having children, a child. <laughs> No, and yeah. And also, I, I'd have I, to drive at least 60 miles to go to an open movie theater. Yeah, I think that's what's going to have to happen with us. We're going to have to drive up to Columbus, which is an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I'm probably going to have to go to Columbus to see it. Although, because of my love for Monster Hunter and, you know, the podcast in general, I don't feel an obligation to see it. I just want to see it. And be able to report on it and that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Um, so I feel especially motivated to go see it myself. <laughs> but I'm also a big Tony Jaw fan too, so that helps. So we'll see. But anyways, I think that's it for tonight. Unless you got something else to say, Pam? No, not really. Um, I've I, like I said, I've only been playing Cattails lately. Sometimes watching my mm-hmm. husband play Odyssey. Um, mostly just been working. <laughs> you mean Assassin's Creed Odyssey? No. Mario Odyssey. Uh, well, oh, yeah, you said that earlier. Yeah. Sorry, Od- Mario Odyssey. Okay. I don't know why my brain didn't go to Mario first. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I'll tell you what, though. There is a particular... I won't... Spoil it for you, but there was one moon I did not get. Oh, you can tell me. I don't and care. I had, to, I, had to, I had to look it up um, because I only played on the Pro Controller. Oh, we have the uh, we have a strategy guide. He actually bought the strategy guide because it's a cool-looking book. Oh, okay. So in the desert world, there's a moon. It's actually very easily seen. You have to like possess a bullet bill to get to the moon. And I was like, that has to be the answer. That has to, it has to be, uh, be how you get this moon. I didn't know you could speed up the bullet bill because there's no function to do that without shaking the, the controller. So I had no idea that like things had special moves when you shook the controller, when you possessed them. Like bullet bills could go faster. No idea. Because like, so I ne- I like I completed the game like nearly 100 percent except for that one moon and then i had eventually just looked it up and i was like how are they getting there i've already solved it i know what i need to do but i don't understand how they're doing it and then i think just out of sheer frustration at one point i just shook the controller and the bullet bill went faster and i was like son of a bitch (laughs) so then i got it and i was like gosh but yeah, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, Fortune One, you can catch me at Hunters of Pod on Twitter. I am now streaming on Twitch TV. Uh, I was at twitch.tv slash Fortune on Wednesdays. I might be streaming a bit more. I've actually been having a lot of fun doing it. Also, I will never finish that game if I only do it two to four hours at a time. So. um i do want to play other games on twitch so we'll um we'll see i might i might add another day or or something depending on my uh availability 
but uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. And on that, uh, and I will see you guys in the next quest. And on that quest, where we find you, Pan. Uh, you'll find me on uh, you'll find me on Discord a lot. Um, and you can also find me on Reddit. Um, I'm kind of working on a new project lately. Um, where basically I bought this book of D and D prompts, and so I'm doing a write up on every prompt every day. Started mm-hmm. today. I still have to do today's. Yeah. So I'm actually going to start working on like posting those to my Reddit profile um, once I finish the mm. prompt. Like I've got about two thirds done. And so okay. yeah, I'm going to work on writing up one of these prompts every day. And I've also got this giant leather book that I'm writing them down in too. So that's where you'll find me. You'll find me on Reddit and on Discord. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Nice, you know, clean one-ish hour instead of two that we've been doing lately. Yep. So, alrighty. Well, see you guys later. See ya. See ya.